Thank you for listening in right now. Glad to have you here. My name is Nyla, and this is Greener Thoughts. I help you understand the environment today so you can experience a greener life. Let's connect online. You can reach Greener Thoughts by voice message. The anchor.fm link is in each episode's show notes. You can do so via the Anchor app or by email at greenerthoughtspodcast at gmail.com. usually a few environmental holidays around the end of April and one of the first ones is Save the Frogs Day and it's usually held um, around the later parts of April and it's kind of changed um, in the past four to five years Um, but the 2020 date for it is on April 25th and then the, the other environmental holiday is the Day of Remembrance for All Victims of Chemical Warfare. And that was on April the 29th. Welcome to the 2020 Retroactive Greener Thoughts Earth Day Celebration Giveaway. To enter, I'd love for you to pick a Greener Thoughts podcast episode and let me know why it's your favorite Number two, explain why you love Greener Thoughts podcast and how it's impacted you. Be sure to email your answers to me at greenerthoughtspodcast.gmail.com. The giveaway ends midnight Eastern Standard Time, the last day on the giveaway month. So it would be in the last day of April, retroactively. Limit one page answer for your submissions and also it's a limit of three winners in the giveaway. Headlines from the Hemispheres is the next segment, and so it's all about headlines and news from all across the globe. And so one of the first headlines is about greenhouse gas emissions. So greenhouse gas emissions predicted to fall nearly 8%, the largest decrease ever, and that was reported on NPR.org. So this is really, really great news. And so global emissions all across the world have fallen uh, nearly 8% this year. And so it's been their lowest since uh, 10 years ago back in 2010. And so it's the largest drop in recent history. The UN, as you can expect, has been stressing the importance of limiting our global warming emissions to sort of uh, prevent some of the worst effects that are going to happen in the future if we don't get a grip on preventing global warming. And there was a recent report that was done by a research firm, Bloomberg NEF, and it was talking about the renewable energy resources that we all know about. But good news is that they've been the cheapest that they've been ever. So resources specifically like solar and wind, uh, they're the cheapest that they are and ever have been. The second headline is about lionfish, a really unique fish and its recent presence uh, and it being more uh, permanent. So invasive lionfish likely to become permanent residents in the Mediterranean. And you can check more about that news on phys.org. So it's like phys, like physical or physics, the, the name. 
So the lionfish is a very peculiar fish. It is a non-native, so it's invasive to uh, where it is right now. And it's really been um, a headache, but it was first seen back in 2012 along Cyprus. Um, and so now it's, you know, thriving in parts of Southern Europe and also in the Mediterranean. So the lionfish has really grown in length and in size and its age. So that is telling you a few things. It's telling you that it's, it's, it's successful in its breeding and its capability of living a long time in some of these regions. So that's one of the factors that scientists found uh, when they conducted the research that these lionfish are staying alive for a long time and they're growing and they're getting older and older. So around, um, uh, there was a few years back, um, there was a, a similar occurrence um, than what's happening in the uh, Mediterranean and in Cyprus, where lionfish were also found in the Atlantic Ocean, like around Florida. And this is all the way back in uh, 1994. But as recent as 2014, there has been uh, a huge surge in lionfish, about a thousand lionfish per acre. The research where the lionfish were studied was conducted out of the UK and in Cyprus at the University of Cyprus and the University of Plymouth and their research labs and centers, research centers from both of those places. Last but not least is a short heading about Europe's right to repair law. So European right to repair law to cover phones and tablets. And this was uh, from positive.news. So this is really great for all those, for all my international listeners, you know, out of Europe. This is great. So currently their rates are about medium. So about 40% of their electronics are recycled, which is great, but it can be a little bit higher. And that's what those um, who are in parliament are, you know, wanting to increase um, the, uh, you know, end life for these electronics and get them like recycled. This is the, this is really, really good. So they've sort of wanted for makers of these electronic devices, of tablets, phones, uh, laptops, they're going to be required now to make products easier to repair and reuse, which is great. I wish that was a little bit um, like what we could do here in the States, in the U.S. So this is under the European Commission uh, plans to extend the uh, right to repair legislation. So the Circular Economy Action Plan from the EU it has the goal of just making Europe's, quote, economy fit for a green future, strengthen their competitiveness while protecting the environment, and give new rights to consumers. All right, so this news, the topic itself, comes out of ScienceDaily.com. And I think it's a really great topic to delve more into because we all definitely do sleep. And I noticed in my uh, backlog, in my catalogs um, of all the podcast episodes, I haven't really touched on sleep too much. Um, I should be doing more podcast episodes of sleep. So there's, you know, tons of research out there about it and sort of the consequences of not getting uh any sleep or little sleep. So I figured, you know, to dive into this and learn some new things about it. And I, you know, have personal experience 
with uh, not sleeping the best and sometimes it can stretch on for you know months or weeks at a time um, you know through different distractions or just staying up different things like that so I was like this will give me a lot to talk about especially with the commentary and the mother earth minutes so I figured this is good and you know obesity is a topic it's a health topic um, it's definitely important for your overall health to watch your weight um, and how you know sleep loss and obesity are tied together so we're going to talk about them in this podcast episode so we're going to talk about sleep loss and obesity. So the research is out of the PLOS Biology, so it's a certain uh, research journal, and I've talked about PLOS uh, before. And uh, out of the research, it was talking about that uh, it's not the sleep loss that necessarily le- leads to obesity, but rather it's the excess weight that can cause poor sleep. So if you're overweight, like by you know tons and tons of pounds or if you are um, obese you're gonna have uh, poor sleep that's kind of um, uh, a known uh, thing but it's you know certain here what they've you know found the research so the researchers found you know this out uh, and they're from the University of Pennsylvania and the University of Nevada at Reno and so they arrived at this conclusion by studying a microscopic worm so the C uh, Illingans is this type of worm, really, really tiny. The researchers were looking at the sleep of the worm, and they believe that you know sleep is uh, what um, you do when your energy levels are depleted, and that sleep uh, also acts as a energy conservator, which is great. You know, sleep is essential. You can sleep. Uh, after fasting, for example, and that's a way for your energy, your, your energy to be saved in some ways. And that's one of the examples that uh, they were talking about in the research. And so they research the uh, worms, uh, but that you know doesn't necessarily translate to us as mammals, uh, but uh, it can model um, you know mammalian sleeping. So as a whole. Uh, the, the animals that have nervous systems, they do sleep. And with these worms, they have neurons. So they have some uh, activity there and they can actually regulate sleep. Some of the neurons regulate their sleep. So with the humans, in us, uh, when we have things like acute sleep disruption, this means that we have accelerated appetites. We want to eat a lot if we haven't had, you know, really, really good sleep. And this also leads to things like insulin resistance. Or um, with people who chronically get less and less sleep, you know, six hours of sleep um, or less, uh, they're more likely to be obese and diabetic. The study was looking at the associations between metabolism and sleep, and so they did a few things. They genetically modified the C. Engelans, uh, Ellen glands, um, uh, or Ellen glands, and they turned off the neuron that controls the worm's sleep. So the worms would act normally, they would still be able to eat and breathe and, and make new worms and just reproduce, but they lost their ability to sleep. So kind of freaky. But with the neuron uh, being turned off, they saw a severe drop in the ATP or, adon- or adenosine um, triphosphate levels within the worms. So this is the body's energy being stored. And it was, you know, insane what happened. 
So what does this mean? This means that sleep really means that we're conserving our energy and it's not necessarily, um, you know, causing uh, the loss of energy when this happens. So when you sleep, that's a good thing. You're, you're trying to conserve conserve the energy that you do have uh, and, you know, wind down for the night or for the day or just have a nap, which is good. Um, but what was unknown in the research is if uh, short sleep uh, causes uh, the likelihood of obesity. So short sleep, it didn't really, um, you know, study short sleep, just long sleep. Or um, they wanted to know um, what's really unknown is if obesity, um, you know, perhaps uh, makes um uh, short sleep happens. So if you're obese, you're not able to sleep for long periods of time. So that's not really sure. Now, last but not least is a notable quotable from the uh, research there and from the researchers, one of the lead researchers. So quote, there is a common overarching sediment in the sleep field that sleep is all about the brain or the nerve cells. And our work suggests that this isn't necessarily true. There is some complex interaction between the brain and the rest of the body that connects to sleep regulation. And this, end quote. And this was from the uh, main uh, study uh, author. He was one of the co-authors, uh, David uh, Raisin. He's a medical doctor and associate professor of neurology at the University of Pennsylvania. You know, sleep is really precious, but it does not get enough credit. Sleep is vital, and I think sometimes we take advantage of time. I know that I sometimes do, and I overestimate um, how vital sleep really is. Like, sometimes if I stay up um, too late, then I just, you know, put off sleep, or I'll say, oh, I'll sleep for six hours. Next thing you know, I'm oversleeping, or I'm groggy the next morning, or I have terrible headaches, or I can't concentrate. Um, getting enough sleep is one of those things that uh, if you have to, you know, give yourself uh, some time on the calendar and, and, and try out your sleep or, you know, put off certain things for later. I think this is one of the things for me personally to improve upon in my daily life. Uh, the research was, cru- was crucial, I think, in unlocking uh, the mechanisms of sleep and what it does for us, but it also gives insight into things like sleep disorders. So for those who have insomnia or have night terrors or cannot sleep for a a myriad of reasons, I think that this research uh, puts things into perspective. Uh, I I want for this research to expand more, and that's why in the future I'm going to be doing more podcast episodes about sleep and the topic uh, the sleep period is is my one of my most um, top uh, listened to podcast episodes. So the first one I did about you know why do we sleep, um, that's I think one of my most um, listened to podcast episodes. So it's a it's a topic that people want to know more about and hear more about. So I'm really happy about that. We all know that sleep. Um, conserves energy. And we know now that, you know, a lack of sleep means that you are going to be hungry. So you end up putting on more calories than you would have had before if you would have got more sleep. And being obese and being uh, diabetic 
are you know going to uh, make it worse and these are going to lead uh, to you having uh, you know sleep problems and if you've had poor sleep to begin with you're going to be uh, you know a bit more overweight obese and you're going to you know be on the road to being a diabetic soon or at least being pre-diabetic now that's not to say that you can't reverse um, you know, leading to, you know, being a diabetic. Uh, I know that firsthand because uh, I was, you know, pre-diabetic. This was like years ago. I talked about it, you know, with some diet changes and, you know, being a bit more healthy and getting some sleep, at least on a regular schedule that was, you know, done with. I don't have any issues surrounding that. Uh, and for those who, you know, have diabetes, especially type 2 diabetes, not type 1 um, because you get that from uh, birth, um, then uh, with the uh, type 2 diabetes, maybe it is sleep, like beyond hereditary factors or fa your family history, uh, your weight, your overall health, uh, your diet, or the lack of exercise or too little exercise, maybe sleep is the missing link. Maybe it's the culprit. Uh, we, 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 I think sometimes forget... Um, to put sleep first for those who are night owls or who work at night or who just think that they're invincible or who thrive at night and don't get the sleep that they need your body your your body's suffering on the inside but it's slowly deteriorating um and you know when you get those headaches those migraines when you can't concentrate when you are you know in the sleeping at your desk or about to fall off the road because you haven't slept, um, you know, it's it's dangerous. And so I, I'm glad that we talked and addressed about uh, sleep and how important it is. It, it needs its recognition. It is, it's scary to, to have your body, you know, go into shakes or um, headaches become like a daily occurrence. And it's because of sleep. And, you know, I found that out and that changed. And, you know, even now it's gotten a bit better, but at the same time, like sometimes I'm staying up later and later, like 3, 4, and 5 a.m., which is not good. Um, but I'm making a, a choice to, um, you know, put away the cell phone and YouTube and these, you know, videos or even reading or things like that, eating a little bit late, like 8, 9 o'clock p.m. Um, so I'm able to sleep um, earlier and for longer. You know, I don't really have a uh, problem uh, with time-wise, it's just, um, you know, the the lateness puts me over the edge. And so um, I'm not getting the best quality sleep. You know, six, seven hours of sleep isn't the best. Eight or nine, that's where I want to aim for. So for me, this episode really uh, made me think that, you know, I should put sleep in the forefront and, you know, stop going to bed at 2 and 3 a.m., um, you know, my computer work or things I need to do, my emails, whatever, can wait for another time. Um, and my health is more important. I don't want anything to uh, be a precursor to something like, um, you know, a catalyst for something like cancer or something else because of just for the lack of sleep. I know that there's a ton of uh, different pathways for for cancer to um, uh, uh populate and you know be in you know bodies you know by diet and hereditary factors etc but sleep is essential and so we're going to talk about some easy steps 
uh, that we can do. Some may apply to you, some may not, some may be new to you, some steps you may know about uh, that we can sort of get better sleep, more quality sleep, more, um, you know, amazing uh, sleep. And these are proven ways to get better sleep and to be healthy. The Mother Earth Minutes is where we review in the next few minutes proactive things we can all do to combat the issue in the episode and to protect Mother Earth. So there are different uh, tips that I want to get into for better sleep. And so these are from uh, Healthline.com. Really, really great site for all things medical information. They've uh, got uh, backed uh, research articles. Great stuff there. So the first tip is to do something like reducing the blue light exposure in the evening. So right around the time you're about to go to sleep, making sure that your phone is either put away on silent. Um, you know, it's a hot spot. It's a hot spot for something like blue light. So using a filter, which you can find usually in the settings or like in the, the front uh, icons of your phone and on the Android, it's really easy. Just pull it down. Um, that's, you know, the usual model of the iPhone, um, depending on the, um, you know, recent, um, you know, type of uh, Android you have. Uh, that's what you can do and look in the settings that way. So you easy uh, things and then just, uh, you know, tap into the blue light filter and uh, type, tap that or with the iPhone, it could be different. Either way, you're just reducing the blue light because that's known to keep you up um, at night. Number two is to get rid of caffeine. So all those energy drinks, monster drinks, coffees, certain teas that have caffeine. This is not uh, the best to be drinking. And a survey from PubMed.gov was um, observing that consuming caffeine up to six hours before bed significantly worsened your sleep quality. So caffeine can stay in your blood for a while, you know, elevated uh, levels of about six to eight hours or so. So that means that that caffeine is staying in your bloodstream for a long time. So to sort of get better quality sleep, make sure you're reducing your caffeine, your intake, maybe once a week, a few times, but not every day or multiple times a day, if you can help it. Number three is to reduce irregular or long daytime naps. Me, myself, I don't take naps a ton. Like if I do, they're probably an hour or two, if so, um, just to get some rest, but I rarely uh, take them. Um, so with uh, naps, they're supposed to be optimally, according to a study, about 30 minutes or so, but anything longer than that can really harm your health and overall sleep quality. So the shorter the nap, the better. Um, I haven't really, you know, known anybody who takes short, short naps, like five minute, 10 minute naps. I just don't understand it. But either way, 30 minutes is the key here. Number four tip is to try to sleep and wake at consistent times. So I tried following this and it's great. I used to use an alarm clock actually. So I would put it at like 11 p.m. or like midnight, something like that. And it worked for a bit. Um, so maybe that's something you can try. You can try setting your alarm for something like, you know, eight, nine, 10 um, o'clock, maybe 11 or so, you know, the adults who listen, you know, the, that's the age range that, you know, listens to uh, Greener Thoughts anyway. 
So uh, just set your alarm clock for something that's consistent that you can sort of stick with, you know, change it as is, whatever works, and you know, whatever your schedule sort of allows, make sure that you're getting that sleep in there. Number five is to rec- rec- um, exercise regularly, um, but not before bed. Now, I'm guilty of sometimes exercising before bed. Sometimes I'll do it like after I've showered or like a few hours after I've eaten or something like that. But um, definitely, if you can, then uh, you can, of course, exercise regularly as many times as you'd like, but just not right before bed. So within an hour or 30 minutes before bed, try to um, not exercise, you know, do it either, either earlier or maybe, you know, alternate days or maybe on the weekend or something of that sort. And maybe just in the afternoons or um, maybe in the mornings after you get up. And then last but not least, number six tip is to try melatonin. Now this one is another tip that I do and I use the Onnit. It's instant melatonin and I love the flavor of fresh mint. I don't like the flavor of the, the lavender. That's not a scent that I particularly am fond of. Anyone who knows, um, you know, um, scents knows that I don't really like those type of scents. I love like spicy scents, uh, some warm scents, um, but more citrus also, kind of floral, but more so like neroli as a scent or like a passion fruit or those type of scents. Uh, so uh, having something like mint is great, you know, as a, as a taste and it puts you to sleep also. And the bottle, it'll last you uh, many months. You know, the one ounce, one fluid ounce, it'll last you probably within a year or so, depending on how often you're having trouble sleeping. I've been trying it for about one to two years or so and I love it. And I've tried a few bottles of the Onnit uh, Melatonin Sleep. It's a sleep spray. You put it under your tongue and you spray at least, I think, five to six um, sprays. And so it gets you there. So, yeah, it'll last you a long time, um, depending. So, yeah, I would definitely try melatonin. You should, you know, try it. I've tried it and I love it. Um, you could try the gummies. I think it comes in capsule form and also the spray form. You can get it at most places, um, like on Amazon, international sellers, uh, definitely in stores and other places like that. fact of the day is that according to FatRetriever.com, the top fat-burning foods are fatty fish, things like salmon, grapefruit, rolled oats, green tea, hot peppers, berries, eggs, coffee, apples, and avocados. That fact again was sourced from FatRetriever.com. So this is a time in Greener Thoughts where we've come to the Eco Company Spotlight, which is where we talk about environmentally related products and services from different companies that are doing amazing things in the environmental space. These are companies that I know and love. I try their products, services, recommended to different people, and I'm sharing with you all. I've been doing it for a while, since February 2019, and I love it. One of the latest companies is from Canada, and so they're called Viva Naturals. 
Viva Naturals is great because they're all about creating total wellness with their foods and with their products. They have amazing superfoods. They sort of cultivate a healthy balance of all things for your mind, body, and soul. And their products are great because they're ethical, sustainable, and ecologically conscious. And Viva Naturals is based out of Toronto, Canada. So um, hurrah for Canada. So Viva Naturals is great because their products are regarding their commitment to being sustainable. They're all about being certified organic and they are by QAI. They have non-GMO verified uh, ingredients. So they have ingredients that are not uh, GMO related. They are gluten free. They are kosher with some of their products and they're also vegan. And so they have different products that they carry in their product selection. They have tons of things. They're the place to go for all things organic foods. They've got a whole host of supplements, beauty oils, essential oils. They're your one-stop shop. And so with their organic foods, they have different organic powders, sugars. They have oils and uh, flaxseed, quinoa, goji berries, and tons more. uh, Things like flour and things like that. They have supplements. Some popular ones and ones that you may recognize are ones like Biotin, those for joint support, probiotics, those for women and regular uh, uh, types of probiotics. They have turmeric, vitamin D, collagen, and a lot more types of supplements. They also have beauty oils. So for all uh, who love to be pampered and are really great with their skincare and want to have fine beauty, then some of the oils that they have that you would love are ones like argan oil, uh, beard oil for my uh, listeners who are male, um, who um, you maybe love coconut oil. They have coconut oil there, jojoba oil, shea butter, which is like amazing, sweet almond oil, which is sort of rare to get sometimes. Um, And they have other types of oils. I just named a few. And then last but not least, they have essential oils. So they have their sample set of essential oils and all of them are, are organic. And they have their organic lavender oil, organic lemon oil, organic orange oil, organic peppermint oil, and organic tea tree oil. Now my experience of Viva Naturals, it's great because I've used uh, some of their powders like their maca powder and their uh, other powder. I know that I've used their flaxseed and another type of their powder as well. And I love them mainly because their quality is amazing. They have a long shelf life so it won't go bad easily. It is organic and it's fresh. I never have any crumbling problems or smell problems with their uh, foods or any, any of their products. Uh, products. They're great for mixing in foods like smoothies, for example. Um, And they really add a touch of health, a boost of, you know, goodness to your foods. So I definitely give them five out of five green thumbs up. I will be going for them, uh, going to them for things like essential oils, uh, other types of flowers and more powders and other things. So this is great. You know, I love that it has uh, everything from your superfoods like goji berries. It has a different flowers, essential oils, which is great because you can't always get those. Um, you know, in certain places or they're really hard to find and they come in, you know, great um, sizes. 
Your supplements are amazing because, you know, sometimes you can't go in store or you're not trying to go to DNC or Target or, you know, Rite Aid or CVS, what have you, uh, for your supplements. You just want to get it online and that's where they, uh, you're able to get your uh, products from them, mainly online. You know, the probiotics they have, they have a lot of things, you know, for everyone. There's there's uh, something for everyone. And so their products are great for, you know, those in the beauty care industry or, you know, trying to pamper yourself, you know, foods and things for your smoothies or for cooking all around, aromatherapy, which mainly essential oils are used for or other things. So it's great, you know, and their prices range. So for the prices, they're either $8.99 for their things like their supplements or organic foods. Um, but some of their supplements, um, they range in price. Um, they're um, a bit more... Um, uh, pricier than the regular products. So the supplements are about $16.99. It's at like the lower end to like $34 for like the giant uh, bigger containers. So Viva Naturals can be found online, uh, mainly at their website, vivanaturals.com. That's V-I-V-A naturals.com. And they're found in Canada, so that's where you can find them definitely. Uh, but they have the website, and it's definitely in uh, the U.S. is where you can um, get uh, their products because it has the USA flag. You can also find them on Amazon, definitely. You can try different co-ops or maybe GNC or health markets, but your best bet is to go online and you can, of course, search um, for them in um, the Canadian website or just their website, Viva Naturals, uh, in the U.S. So Viva Naturals is on the following social media platforms of Facebook at Viva Naturals. They're on Instagram at Viva Naturals. They're on LinkedIn at Viva Naturals as well. On Pinterest, they're also on uh, there at Viva Naturals. Same thing with Twitter at Viva Naturals. And lastly, YouTube at Viva Naturals. To contact Viva Naturals, all you have to do is go ahead and check out their website, vivanaturals.com, and then go to contact us at the bottom of the website to go ahead and call them or send them an email or to directly message them. So thank you for coming to the end of the podcast episode here at Greener Thoughts. It's amazing to, you know, get the listens and uh, having you all share the podcast episode, that really helps. Also, of course, rating on Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts or Spotify is ideal as well. Um, I do appear uh, into the ratings, so it's great to actually get that feedback and let me know what you enjoy about the show and how to make it better or if you just love it in general. Thank you as always for listening and I love that you all tune in all the time to come back um, and listen and definitely have that engagement up uh, when it comes to the podcast. It really means a lot. Um, Be sure to tune into another podcast episode and definitely engage in the giveaway. It ends pretty soon. And so uh, beyond that, uh, just be sure to, you know, take care of yourselves and be safe out there. And of course, to make sure that you can take care of the planet safely and soundly. Thanks again for everything and tuning in. Be safe. Bye.